said that reading makes you more empathetic. It's a way to escape your own life. It can take you to faraway lands. It can also put you into other people's shoes. Um, reading also keeps you healthy, reduces stress, and can inspire you. In today's show, we're going to be introducing you to Carissa Wheeler, and we're going to be talking about her children's book called Reveal of the Royal Puppy. Don't go away. We'll be right back with the Writer's Corner live show. If you have just joined us, you are watching the Writer's Corner live show. I'm your host, Bridgetti Limbanda from Cape Town in South Africa, and our stream is made possible by Creative Edge, StreamYard, and VLive Media. A special warm welcome to our audience, whether you're watching us on Facebook, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, um, over on Amazon Live or over on Twitter, a huge big welcome to you. Um, I have seen Thornton Klein, who's been on the show several times. I want to give him a shout out and say a special warm welcome and also a special shout out to my amazing co-host, Mary Elizabeth Jackson. She's also watching from home and unable to join us today. I think this is one of those rare, rare, rare moments where She's not been on the show with me, and uh, she's dearly missed. Today, we're going to be talking to Carissa Wheeler about her children's book called Reveal of the Royal Puppy. So again, if this is your first time watching the show, Mary and I have been with the Writer's Corner live show for almost three and a half years, I think, and we've, we've interviewed numerous authors, from New York Times bestselling authors to first-time authors, and we have fun all round regardless. So before I um, bring on my amazing guest, Carissa Wheeler, she is a professional actor, a singer, a dancer, now an author, and she's also a, an arts educator and passionate about storytelling. And that is what this is all about. Being an author is about storytelling. I think we're actually going to be meeting her amazing dog, um, who is part of the story. So shall we invite Carissa to come and join us? Carissa, a very warm welcome. Great to have you here. And I am so happy that we've got the star of the book joining us. That is amazing. He is here. Thank you for that warm welcome. We're so honored and excited to be here. 
Um, and this this is Chai Rose. She is the she is the star of. Radio. I'm going to put you onto. I'm going to put you onto full screen for a second. She is absolutely gorgeous. Oh my goodness! How old is she? She's one. Oh man, she's she's just absolutely too cute. Oh my goodness! Wow! 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 Well, thank you for bringing her onto the show so we can get cheetah i'm i'm just going to assume right out of the gate i mean the book is is centered around um her how did you come up with the idea to want to write uh, a book about her yes so that's a question that i that i get a lot and um so when 2020 happened um, I was living in New York City. I had graduated from college in 2019 and I moved directly to New York. And I was there furthering uh, my education, um, doing postgrad work at an acting studio there. And um, when the pandemic hit, it was everything, <laughs> all of my plans changed and everything was uprooted. And um, so I actually ended up coming back to Nashville. And I was born and raised in Nashville. And that's also, I think Thornton, um, Thornton and Mary Jackson also, um, that's how we are all connected. Um, and I'm connected through Thornton. Um, so anyway, I came back to Nashville and um, was here and didn't really have anything going on. And so I actually went through a really kind of um, low point with mental health. And um, I was a very hard time. Um, and I started, I started seeing a counselor and, um, just working through a lot, um, from that, from that uprooting that I had experienced. And a lot of people experienced that during, during 2020. Um, mm. yeah. So I remember I was in a session and was talking through everything that had happened. And my counselor said, I think you should channel all of this energy, this artistic energy that you have that you're not getting to use um, in a different way. And I always loved writing and I'd always loved children. Um, and so I just I think it was a God thing that this this idea of a of a children's book was planted in my heart and I was able to to do that over the course of uh, the pandemic as as a project. You know, you touch on something that is very real, very relevant, that um, a lot of people have opened up about, and that is the very uh, real reality of, of um, the emotional challenges that have gone with the pandemic, um, and especially people like yourself that was in an industry that completely but shut down with the pandemic. Um, you know, I'm in Cape Town in South Africa, and I recall when the pandemic first hit us, it was announced that, you know, we would go under lockdown for a few weeks. Wow. You know, before we understood the whole, you know, impact, I don't think anyone really understood the impact at the time. Yeah. And, you know, when they announced we were doing, we were going into lockdown for two weeks, you know, our initial thought was like, hey, Hope, you know, this is fun. You know, we're going to hunker down for for two weeks. 
you right. know and um i started i i had a, i had a show for for women and we thought well we'll try and we'll document this two weeks you know because we thought that'll be a nice way and live <laughs> i think it was every single day for the two weeks because this was a lot of fun you know this is something unusual that we've never done before and oh my goodness and then the two weeks got extended and it got extended and like six months down the line this is not funny right. any longer yep you know um because suddenly people were losing their jobs people yep. their lives yeah their lives people were found yep. themselves cut off from friends and family and especially if you were a single person that were living by yourself it's no longer fun now because now you were cut off from society and right. life and all kinds of things so mental health challenges were was a big thing and i think your counselor was spot on on helping you to challenge that energy that you now had that you had no way of expressing and i think writing's a beautiful thing but now how did you come up with using your dog for the story <laughs> So I actually did not have Tyrose when when she gave me that advice. And I had been researching about um, emotional support animals and ESA and Tyrose is an ESA. Um, and I actually was was doing a ton of research. I have really bad allergies. And so I had to get a hypoallergenic dog. I knew that. And I really wanted one that was going to be um, a lap dog, <laughs> um, a smaller dog. And so I was doing all of this research and I came across this beautiful puppy. She was like six months old at the time that I, that I found her on this website. And she was in Albany, Georgia. So it's a little bit <laughs> of a drive from, from Nashville and I remember getting on the phone and calling the calling the lady who she was with, and um, she was she was talking about how sweet she was and um, just her characteristics, and I fell in love. And so we actually drove down. Um, my mom and her husband we we drove down um, to Albany, Georgia. And it was right after Christmas, and we picked we picked Chiro's up. And um, well, her name was not Chiro's then, but <laughs> we picked her up, and we came <laughs> we came back to Nashville. And it's been the sweetest almost year with her. <laughs> and how did you decide on on her name, Chiro's? Chiro's. Well, much like Princess Charlotte in the book, Chai T. I am addicted to chai tea. So I, I had chai and then roses. I love roses. Um, they're my favorite flower. And so that inspired a lot of the book as well. But um, that's how Chai Rose came to be, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and she's the cutest, cutest dog ever. So I wanted to ask you, you know, reading through the book, it struck me that when you spoke of Chai Rose's um, mother and father, uh, uh, is that is there, is there any significance to that part of the, the story? Sorry, 
Bridgetti, can you repeat yourself one more time? I think we were going in and out there. Sure. Thank you. No problem. So uh, when I when I read through the book, you heard Chiro's uh, parents in the past tense. Is there any, any significance to to that? So she her story um, is is an interesting one in and of itself. Um, she was. Her, her dad was a Maltese and he was a show dog um, and did very well in, in the show world. And um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure who, who had him at the time that I got her, but um, they were, they were no longer with her. Um, and um, her mom was also, she was a Yorkie and her dad was a, a Maltese, but, um, they were neither one with her any longer. And so, um, she was, she was it. She was a, she was a little orphan and a perfect match for you. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, what age group did you write the book for? Um, because I noticed it's not, it's, even though it's about a little princess and her dog, um, it doesn't seem to be aimed at a very young age. So which age group were you aiming aiming at? Yeah, the majority the majority of the kids I think that that I've picked up the book and fell in love are preschool to like second grade maybe. Um, but because it encompasses, it has so much of, of the human experience in it, like there's there's a big pool with empathy and um, she has divorced parents. And so all of these topics, a lot of the topics that are in the book um, can be geared toward older audiences as well. Mm. Um, so when I was doing, when I was writing, I was writing with a lot of the um, emotional social learning things in, in my mind. So it would be able to be used in schools and um, in other, other venues as well. I, I picked that up. So there's a lot of sort of socialization skills um, woven into the story in a very subtle uh, manner so that children who are struggling with these things through the story, um, you know, it's it's relatable, I think, to a huge audience because I think also during the pandemic, it's um, one of the unintended consequences has also been a lot of abuse. Um amongst children, very, very sadly, you know, a huge number of children have been abused. Uh, in, even in South Africa, I mean, there was just a shocking amount of children between the ages of, I think it was 11 and 13 that became pregnant during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there was, I think it was 66 girls. Oh my that, goodness. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just shocking. Um, I may even have that figure incorrect, but bit as it may, children suffer during the pandemic, and I think the skills that you uh, talk about in the book would be very, very helpful to children of that um, of that age group. Uh, tell us a little bit about your process of producing the book, finding a illustrator that you vibed with that could get the illustrations just the way you envisage them to be? Because obviously things are completely different 
during the pandemic as opposed to not being in the pandemic and marketing. So talk to us a little bit about how you went about finding your illustrator. Yeah. So that's a really a special story to me too, because I I just see God's hand through through everything um, with this book. It's been crazy. But um, so my mom had a friend, um, Shirley Gold, who is also a children's book author. Um, and she had written this children's book and um, had published it through the same company that I used. And she was kind of like a mentor <laughs> for me through, through all of this process. And so when I started, um, when I started, I, I called her and I said, I have this idea and I don't really know what the next steps are. Um, but what, what would you suggest? And so she walked me through her publishing process and, um, just, just was such a, a light to me through through all of that. And her nephew, um, Justin Stewart, who illustrated my book, had illustrated hers. And it was, I saw I saw the illustrations and it was just, they were beautiful and um, just vivid colors. And um, so I got in touch with him and, whoa, Tyros. Um, we got in touch with him and um, he, was amazing, incredible. He was able to take this vision that I had of the kingdom of Nadell and and really make it into this beautiful this beautiful castle and with gardens and like everything that I had in mind. Um, he was he was able to to grasp and um, we worked together, collaborated and via email and via calls because of course, it's the pandemic. Um, so it was just an awesome process. And he, when people pick up the book, they're like, these are beautiful illustrations. So thanks to him. <laughs> and, and so this King kingdom of Nadell, is that a real place or is that something you made up? So Nadell, um, Nadell is based on, I took, I was inspired, of course, by my own my own life experiences, um, and so Nadell Nadell is Nashville, um, and Alban, Albania, where where she comes from, she's an orphan in a pet orphanage in Albania. Um, that's Albany, Albany, Georgia. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh my goodness! So so very very. Oh my word. And tell us a bit about your publishing journey. Because, uh, you know, as opposed to publishing outside of the pandemic, you can organize to go to libraries, in person readings, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, how did you do your book during the pandemic? Um, how did you handle that? Did you get advice yeah. from other people? Um, how did you do that? Yes. So, you know, the first priority for me throughout this whole time <laughs> has been safety and um, and keeping keeping Chiro safe, keeping myself safe, and anybody who were to be at, at an event safe. Um, so we, when we did my book launch, um, thankfully COVID had had a little bit of a break, um, and 
going to let Tyro sit right there. Um, so COVID had had a little bit of a break and we were able to do my book launch in late May um, in, in a beautiful space. Um, and so I had invited a lot of people to that. And um, one of those, one of those people was, um, was my cousin, Billy, and he invited Thornton. And so that's how I met Thornton. And Thornton has been such an encourager um, throughout this process um, of of once my book was published and kind of like how to navigate um, how to navigate ne next steps. And um, so we were able to do to do the book launch. Um, and then I've done my alma mater. Um, I went to Swanee University of the South, and um, so while. While I was there, um, I had gone back up for a visit, and um, one of the one of the local um, businesses sponsored a an author event um, for me to to do, and so um, I did that. It was all outside, and um, it was a great way to bring the book to kids. And um, there's a school there, and um, so that was an awesome experience, and um, I'm hoping in the, in these future months, COVID is is ramping up a little bit again. But I'm hoping that maybe whether it's like more outside things um, or outside with covering because it's really cold, <laughs> um, but I'm hoping that those those opportunities will will still be able to to happen. Yeah, I can I can well imagine. Um, I know they've come up with some innovative ideas all over the world and uh for this because we've you know we're in summer here in cape town so what they've done is or they've started organizing for certain uh roads in the in the main city to be closed down um so that restaurants can put, put seating out in the street outside similar yes which is which is really nice i mean it's perfect for summer i know it's a little bit difficult for you guys because it's cold now but I've seen a lot of the um I've seen some restaurants put up very nice sort of pergolas and things um you know to close it off and shield people a bit from the weather right. so it's amazing how uh, you know how people innovative people are and how they've pivoted with COVID to do things slightly differently yeah. um you know, so it's also, it's, it's been tough, but it's also opened up a lot of avenues and opportunities that we may not otherwise have explored. So it's not all, um, all bad, you know, right. and here you are, you've through your own sort of dark experience, you've been able to write a book so that it can help other people um, work through their emotions, which I think is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. I was just wondering, you know, how are you connecting with, with schools? Because Mary and I were talking about this and said, you know, one, um, you know, I was wondering whether authors have hooked up with schools via video to do yeah. readings uh, to the classes because now they've got, you know, all the schools have got audiovisual equipment a lot more readily available than they did before because even when classes return, um, they are always vulnerable children who are not able to be at school, and so they link into class fire um, technology anyway. Right. So I was thinking this could be another way for authors to reach out to schools. Um, that is so smart. 
and read two classes, you know, um, yeah. just to, to keep yourself Maybe. safe and to keep children safe, but at the same yeah. time to still afford them the opportunity of being read to, because there's nothing like having the author read the book to you. <laughs> right. Yes. No, that's, that's a brilliant idea. My, my mom is a public school teacher and, oh, um, wow. yeah, and I've actually been teaching this, uh, this year at, at a acting, I've been teaching acting at a middle school. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, I would love to be able to do that in, in more schools. And that's, that's really smart. I'll have to reach out to people. <laughs> and, you know, I, I really think that, we also have an opportunity now to be able to, I mean, you could connect with a school anywhere in the world, literally. Yeah, um, it doesn't just have to be a school, a school in Nashville. It could be a school right. anywhere. Um, you know, it's just opportunity to sort of connect worldwide. It's the same with business. I often say to people, you know, we're no longer restricted to doing business in a local area we can now do business wherever the internet is available and similarly for authors you can now reach audiences wherever the internet is and there's very few places that don't have access to the internet these days true <laughs> are you planning to write some more carissa yes 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 so i this is actually a, a part of a series um i wanted to publish the first one as a standalone um, just just to get it out there and to start that process, but it is it is a series. Um, manuscripts are are in the works, and um, super excited for the possibilities of that. Um, and Chai Rose has just been such a big blessing to me, and I think all of these these morals and um, the stories that the that the books are are telling will be will be really helpful to other people too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. How's acting been? Is it is it making a comeback slowly, or has this new wave kind of interrupted it again? You know, it, it stage. Um, I just finished a Christmas contract, um, and it was it was awesome, um, and we got through that safely. Um, and I have been on some sets since the pandemic has has happened, and. Um, that they were all safe. Um, and I was healthy throughout all of that. But um, I, I do know that that some of the other, um, like Broadway, some some shows are shutting down again. And um, I'm not really sure what the, what the future is going to look like with all of that. Yeah, well, it's very difficult. And I think, well, at least that's not a challenge that only you have and I want to also just in addition to giving a shout out to Thornton and Mary also just a huge big shout out to Carlos um, that's a, a problem all over the world you know and the one thing that I've really liked is that how you become goddess of where we live because we can all relate um you know, to similar circumstances. Even you talking about, you know, your your emo emotional turmoil, that's something people experience around the globe. It's been true. Right. It's a, you know, a global issue. Um, Carlos is saying, uh, um, no, this is Thornton saying, you're doing great, awesome interview, and thank you for the shout-out. You're very welcome, Thornton. 
Thornton is just an awesome person. I love his work and oh my goodness. Um, yes. And I'm so glad that he's introduced you so that we could have you on the show. That is, that is yes, phenomenal. <laughs> I'm very grateful. Oh my goodness. So have you started writing on the next book yet? Um, or is that in the works for next year? So I actually, um, when when I was doing the first one, I, I went ahead and got all of those manuscripts um, together. Um, so they're, they are, they all have beginning, middle and end um, to them right now, but I, I need to go back and edit. So we're, we're in the editing process with that before the next steps. Fantastic. And I've one more question for you. How did you manage to get um, how you envisioned the look and feel for your book? Mm -hmm. um, to your illustrator because you know you have an image in your head of how you'd like things to look um, you know and how did you communicate that to your illustrator yeah so Justin <laughs> he was awesome um, we we would have conversations um, and he would send me he would send me a draft of something and um, then I would tweak it um, I would I would not, I'm not a, a an artist that can um, do things with my with my like I'm not artistic in that way. But um, it was it was awesome because I would I would send him these long paragraphs of okay, like I want um, this so Chai Rose's ears um, more like a Maltese or things like that. Um, and so he would take them and then he would send drafts back to me. And then it would go back and then we would just kind of do a back and forth. Um, and, and until, until the vision that I had that I couldn't even verbalize sometimes, um, it was just like what I, what I had in mind, but, um, he was, he was awesome at, at really being able to grasp what I was saying, even if it didn't make sense all the time. <laughs> well, it sounds like it was a wonderful, um, collaborative experience because he sure hit the mark it's a it's a beautiful book the cover is brilliant the illustrations um along with the storyline are absolutely fantastic so well done congratulations and i hope that um your book is going to do really really well and uh, we'd love to have you back on the show when you're ready with your next book i would love it <laughs> thank you so much Thanks. Thank you so much, Carissa. And also thank you for introducing Chai Rosta. She's called she hasn't barked once. She hasn't made a noise. She's been so quiet. Oh my goodness. She's been brilliant. I'm gonna put you on the full screen one more time so she can say goodbye to everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. She is just absolutely, absolutely gorgeous. Oh my word. You she is totally, totally delightful. So thank you very much. And to our audience out there, a huge big thank you to you for joining us today. Again, thank you to Carlos. Thank you to, to Thornton, to Mary, um, who've joined us. It was wonderful having you here. Take care, everyone. We'll see you back again next week on another episode of the Writer's Corner live show. Stay safe, everyone. Mm -hmm.